Welcome to the Wake and Take Podcast. On today's show, we talk about the opening weekend series win for the Minnesota Twins. Seven dingers in three games for the Twins. Off to a very hot start and now up 5 nothing on Tuesday night here as we record. Um, So we talk Twins and we're going to talk Vikings. Uh, Veterans reported the camp yesterday. A couple of storylines already emerging out of Egan. We hit all of those. Um, in addition to uh, a Mount Rushmore of Minnesota Vikings since 2000. We do that at the very end of this show. Um, before that, we're joined by NBA betting guru and NBA guru Ben Boone to talk about the restart, the NBA bubble, and some of his favorite teams and favorite picks um, to win it all this year. And then we wrap this show with another special live performance from Zach Schefter. Hit it, Zach. Welcome to the show, packed show for you guys today. We got the what the fantastic, fantastic four, four. the fantastic four in studio: Zach Briel, Brady Galbraith, Ben Boone, and myself, Brady Haldmeyer. Uh, we're talking a lot of stuff, Minnesota. Let's start with the Twins' big opening weekend for the Minnesota Twins: twenty-seven runs in twenty-seven innings. The Bomba Squad is back, um, back on top of the MLB in home runs after the first weekend, tied with the. White Sox, believe it or not, our our pitchers get up seven home runs as well. Um, but a big weekend for Nelson Cruz, ten RBIs, three home runs this uh, this weekend, all at the age of forty. That's it's pretty impressive what they're doing. Uh, opening game tonight, opening home game tonight. Uh, who's on the mound, Braille? Homer Bailey. Homer Bailey. Don't know if that's a good or bad thing yet for the Twins, but yeah, we'll see. We're gonna we're gonna find out shortly. Well, I put I put money on him, so he me too. Be pitching well, too. <laughs> yeah, and that's Ben Boone, um, NBA betting expert. Is that your title? NBA guru. NBA uh, guru. Since basketball's been back, I've stayed pretty even. So I don't know if okay. I'm a guru yet, but getting there. Got to get back into my rhythm a little bit. So we'll talk NBA in a little bit. That's your expertise, but you're a Minnesota sports guy, so you're gonna, you know, I'm sure have some comments about. All this stuff we're working through today. Um, did you guys see on Sunday, Jake Cave, home a grand slam home run, first inning. Um, pretty impressive. Yeah, pretty unbelievable. I was, I was watching the game, um, and it just broke open, broke open the, uh, um, the score for us. I, it, was, it was an exciting, exciting game, and it makes you think what's going to happen when Buxton comes back. And I'm, I'm, right. I'm a little worried about that. Um, Which they're saying is tonight. Yeah, back in the, in the lineup tonight. Really? Oh, yeah. wow. They're just about to start here in just a few minutes, actually. Dude, and see, and that's the thing, too. And that's, it might be a classic Twins move. I don't know what's going to happen. And that's why I'm worried about Sano. You know, if Sano, you know, he didn't have a hot start um, yeah. to the season here. And if he can, continues to, to perform like this and we end up trading him, you know, the classic thing that's going to happen, that happens to all Minnesota teams, is that he's going to go be a star somewhere else, you know, and... And so I want him on our team, but if he's not going to produce, you know, send him away to another team. And I, I'm afraid that's, you know, maybe maybe that's what we have to do with Buxton. You know, I hate to say it, he can't stay healthy. He really can't. And he's awesome. He's a star. And I remember back in 2012 when Harper and, and Trout were coming back, coming into the league. 
Sports Illustrated did an article and they were like, um, yeah, imagine having Trout and or imagine having Trout on your team or imagine having Harper on your team. And then they're like, imagine having both. Like that's what the Minnesota Twins are facing right now with Byron Buxton and, and Miguel Sano in the minors right now, their Damn. system. And I, I was just like, holy shit, like that's amazing. This is going to be awesome. Well, what have they have done? What have they done for us so far? <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? It's just, it's been disappointing. And yeah. Snow's had a couple of good well, seasons. Snow was good a couple of years was, ago. He was, and Buxton had, has a gold glove. Year, I mean, he had his, right. like they had season, but you know, I think I ex- expect a little more out of them if they're yeah. that highly touted. So are you saying that Cave is better than Buxton? That's what I'm taking. <laughs> uh, you know, he's right now, right now he's the complete player right now. You know, he's, he can play in the field. He's, he doesn't have the speed Buxton has. He's not slow by any means. No, I mean, no one has the speed Buxton has. Um, you know, he's been hitting for, for power. He's been hitting, um, uh, what's it called? He's been hitting for hit, you know, just hitting singles too. Hitting for yeah. hits, hitting for power. Uh, you know, he can he can hold his own in the field. And, you know, last year showed he was there when we needed him. He wasn't, I don't think he went to the DL once last year. It was hard to say because um, he was always there when Buxton got hurt. Um, and, and he was a pretty solid solid uh, player for us last year. So I don't know. I'm a, I'm a JK fan. That's that's me. Yeah. No, he's played well in a couple. You know, he's done. He did it a few times last year too. Came into some big spots when Buxton was down, and you know, produced. And Rocco even talked about it on Sunday how happy he was with with how Cave is kind of you know playing that role of a fill in player, a backup guy, but you know, playing really well when he's been put in that role. So that's you know exciting to see. I want to say one more thing. I love Byron Buxton. I hope he stays with us, but <laughs> but there's just I don't know if there's going to be a place for him. We're, we're so deep. We're we're such a loaded roster. I can't imagine. Yeah. You know, if it's it's him or Buxton, you know, that's what it's got to be. So we'll see if he has a strong respiratory system when people go out of COVID. Buxton might have to be the strong suit there. Stay safe on the field, but stay safe off the field. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, Ken Tamaeda, good opening start for the Twins this weekend. I think he pitched six innings, no, five innings and six strikeouts. Um, so pretty good Twins debut for Maeda. And uh, yeah, we'll see what the other new guy does tonight. Yeah, quite the opposite of Barrios. He let up, I don't know how many runs it was, five? And he's obviously our best guy when we have him and Odorizzi back. Yep. Um, be nice to have a two-headed monster, but after that, I have no idea how the Twins pitching goes. I know it declines a lot, but we don't even know the extent with the new pitchers we're bringing in. Mm-hmm. So by the time you're listening to it, you'll know how it goes. Hopefully Homer doesn't let up too many homers. Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw this t- earlier today. Yep. Um, nice. Uh, so the MLB suspending the Marlins until I think Sunday. Um, after I think 15 people in their organization, maybe more now, have tested positive for COVID. Um, and then they're going to, the Phillies aren't going to play till Friday because they were in a series against each other, I believe. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Already getting seeing some teams shut down for a couple days. And I'm pretty sure the Yankees are shutting down too because they were going to play, I don't, they're going to play who the Marlins played um, when the outbreak, outbreak happened. So now they're canceled. So it's, Mm. Kind of like a huge effect where one team gets it. Yeah. And it doesn't just impact the team they played, but also who they played in the past. Right. So I was looking at it, and hopefully this doesn't bite us in the ass, but it's just something to talk about. There are reports today that the White Sox manager, Rick Renteria, will be kept away from the team after experiencing a slight cough and nasal congestion, and they're testing him. So hopefully that's just being precaution precautionary, but... Twins just played the White Sox, and if that yeah. comes back positive, yeah. then yeah. I'm sure Twins are going to have to get tested, and maybe, I don't know, managers doesn't really interact with the other team's players, as far as I know. So we'd probably be good there, but it's just crazy to see mm-hmm. how this is going to impact the league. First three games in, it already has. Yeah. Yeah, It uh, it, Manfred spoke about the Marlins, and it was, did you say 15? 15 players I think that went so, out, 14, yeah. 15? And uh, 
he had spo- he'd said like that's not like a I think his quote was not a nightmare situation right now. Um, but dude, if that happens to another team, like mm-hmm. you said, if, you know, like Brady was saying, it, it it impacts all the teams they played and are gonna play. Um, and some people are saying, and like Manfred said, no, it's fine, we're gonna be good. I don't know, man. I don't know if the season's gonna make the distance. I mean, for the Marlins, not as bad of a season as last year was. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But uh, that was horrible. <laughs> uh, but I mean, with with other teams right now, I don't know how they're gonna. I don't know how you can recover. Fourteen guys go out. Like yeah. you're gonna be out for two weeks at least. Mm-hmm. You just can't have a season if, if a team ends up playing only 40 games and right. you just can't do that. Right. And we're seeing it now with one team getting it. It truly spreads exponentially, like just two and then eight and 16. The teams that it impacts are going to be greater and greater the more people get it, especially with the lead time of COVID-19 19, before you have it being two weeks, whatever it is after. Once you know, you're going to have to look back at all the teams you've played in the past two weeks and then who they've played in the past two weeks and who that team has played in the past two weeks. I don't know. It's a it's a slippery slope that mm-hmm. we're gonna have to face just playing sports. I know they. I saw that Manfred interview too, where he said it's not a nightmare, and he said, "Well, this is expected. We would have loved if nothing like this happened, but we're realistic, and we have plans in place. As you can see now, this is what we've expected, so we're prepared for that. But mm-hmm. it's just if it continues to more and more, then I don't know if we're gonna see a full sixty game uh, year. Yeah. And my take on it is if they can limit the spread of it initially and have the team slowly get it one by one and week after week, then I think they can finish the season. Who knows how many games they'll get in, maybe 40 or 50, but at least enough to crown conference champions so they get into the postseason. Um, but it'll all depend on how quickly it spreads. I mean, if the entire league gets it at once, then they're going to shut it down. Uh, but if it's you know every couple of weeks a few guys are getting it and then their team gets it and their team gets over it in 10 days and then they're back playing – then who knows? Maybe they can get a lot of these games in, but we'll just have to see. It'd be very interesting. And there's some part of me that says, I hope all the Twins get it, you know, in a staggered period of time, but earlier on in the season. So then, you know, by the postseason, they're less likely. We don't know, I guess, if you can get it a second time. I guess some people are getting it a second time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you'd think you'd be less likely to get it a second time if you already have it once, or at least you'd be, you wouldn't be down for as long. So there's some part of me that says, let's get them. Hopefully they all get it before you know maybe halfway through the season so they can get done with it and then just play the rest of baseball season it'll be interesting to see how this mlb season spans out compared to the nba where they're in their bubble and Mm -hmm. the chances of them getting it is probably the lowest place in the u.s like one of the lowest places where they have daily tests multiple times i think it's twice a day maybe where they're tested and they can't leave that place except if you're lou williams but you're not supposed to leave that place (laughs) to go to the strip club but um, it'll be interesting because the NFL will take it like the MLB with traveling to mm-hmm. stadiums um, compared to the NHL, too, which is in a bubble like the NBA. So I wonder if the two different uh, setups that the major leagues have will have a big impact. I think so, but we're going to find out. Yeah, let's hop over to the Vikings. Big news today out of training camp, or yesterday, rather. First day of training camp for the veterans, Michael Pierce opting out of the season for the Minnesota Vikings. New, um, newly signed to the Minnesota Vikings nose tackle um, to fill that place of Linval Joseph. He will not be a part of this upcoming season. That was the big news on Tuesday morning. Um, the other big news was Dalvin Cook showing up. So, you know, some some tough things with Michael Pierce, and he did, you know, cite asthma as a problem, as a you know, potential concern. So that's, you know, very unfortunate for the Vikings, but you got to take that into consideration with everything that's going on. Very understandable uh, for Pierce, but the Vikings are left with a big hole now 
Uh, unfortunately, they do have some money to work with. Um, now opening up some money from Pierce's contract to be used this season, and maybe that will be used towards Delvin Cook. We'll see. Yeah, um, also across the league, the Patriots have had five people so far opt mm-hmm. out of the season. Uh, Dante Hightower is a big name. Yep. Patrick Chung, they both opted out. Patrick Chung had cancer, so definitely taking the right steps and don't want to risk that. Uh, Dante Hightower is a two-week-old baby, so don't want to bring that back home to him. But it'll be interesting to see before the season starts who opts out of it. Um, If you have one of the conditions that are listed for the league, that would be acceptable. And if you don't play, maybe it depends contract to contract, but at least for Michael Pierce, I saw he makes three hundred fifty grand for the season. Is he for sure? Okay. Yeah, without playing, he makes that amount, which obviously is a lot, but he loses about... Six million, five and a half million. Yeah, yeah. So what it was is, I think one hundred fifty thousand for players who don't have like a medical uh, thing attached to mm. their reasoning for not playing. They they just opt out. Or I think it was the rookies. If you're a rookie or you have a medical issue attached to it, um, or you don't have a medical issue, then it's one hundred fifty thousand. If you do have some sort of medical thing, then it's three hundred fifty thousand. Okay. Yeah, I saw him. His was three hundred fifty, which take that for not practicing and playing, but <laughs> right. Yeah. Making a lot less. Um, I also saw Justin Jefferson yep. is one of the rookies who has COVID yep. or has been in contact with somebody who had COVID. Yeah, so four rookies, four Vikings rookies also tested positive today, like you mentioned. Yeah, Justin Jefferson. And part of me says, you know, that's good he got it now. Let's let's get him, you know, healthy, obviously, first. But then, you know, after 10 days or whatever, then he's going to be good to go and got a couple weeks to get ready for the season, a couple, well, maybe even a month. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. It's good to hear, too, on their way in like to the training camp, in the first couple of weeks of training camp, where they do the initial testing. And like I said before, you may know a week or two after you actually have it um, or get con- contacted with somebody who has it. So it's not like they've been taking the precautions that the Vikings have installed in them and that they still got the COVID, but on their way into the training camp, they got it, um, which is too bad, uh, especially with Eric Sugarman, who got it, too, mm-hmm. who's the head right. trainer for the Vikings. and the guy in charge of our COVID the response. The infection control officer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and him and his whole family had it. Unfortunately. So yeah. who knows how he got it there. But, yeah, yeah beginning of the season, if you're going to get it, is the time to get yeah. it. Yeah. And did you I, – I don't know if you guys saw, Peter King was in Minnesota last week with Sugarman touring the Vikings facility. Um, and – Peter King was like, yeah, it's, you know, it's immaculate over there. They have their top-notch safety. Like, it's it's very locked down. It's very <laughs> clean. Like, and then just like today Jinxed I us. see, like, <laughs> Sugarman's got coronavirus. Oh, shit. But, one, one name you didn't notice on the rookie list was Kenny Wilkes. Yeah, getting the COVID. I know. Our boy Kenny. That's our, that's our wake and take guarantee. Yeah. Anybody who we have or will interview <laughs> will never get COVID. Except for I had it, I think. I think we both did probably. <laughs> Who knows? Strange times. But, yeah, Wilkes not on there. I think the other guy was Blake Brandle, sixth-round draft pick, Ryan Cole, and Tyler Higby uh, with the other rookies from the Vikings that had uh, tested positive this morning or yesterday morning. Um, did you guys see the drama with uh, Zimmer saying that Cook was going to come to camp over the weekend and then Cook's, Cook's agents released a statement right after that saying, no, Zimmer and Cook have, haven't talked at all. And then uh, the Vikings took down the video of Zimmer saying that in the press conference. On, like I think it was like Saturday night. Zimmer's on a press conference or on a conference call with a bunch of reporters. And the Vikings edited out the, the part of the video 
like this after the fact that he said that he had spoken with Cook directly, that he said he was coming to camp, and they just took it off their website. Oh, <laughs> I didn't hear that. Yeah, no. so it was kind of funny. I just read that today in the uh, – it was an athletic story by Chad Graff, so it was kind of kind of funny. And But apparently Zimmer and Cook have since been texting, and um, Zimmer was on Paul Allen this weekend, um, or actually on Monday, um, and they said they're in, you know, they're in good – good spirits and everybody's okay so. and he reported this past tuesday yep and he went to camp yeah so and you went to camp yesterday so yeah we'll see what happens i mean i don't think he's actually going to do anything like as far as playing i think he's just going to get tested for um the the virus obviously and then um avoid all the penalties of not showing up i think he was going to lose potentially fifty thousand dollars a day i want to say for not showing up mm. um so yeah that's pretty good incentive to show up is that how Randy Moss got fined the straight cash homie thing? No, that was remember? from Mooning, the Packers at was Lambeau, it? yeah. They asked him after the game, Hey Randy, how are you gonna pay that fine? <laughs> straight cash homie. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Classic. Um, and other football news, let's move over to the Mayak. Um, Mayak announced yesterday that football and a handful, I think every other fall sport except for I want to say golf and tennis, tennis. um is moving to the spring. So we're going to get spring football. I hope so. Let's go. And I saw the YAC did it too. So I'm sure everybody will, but I was reading up on it. And if you're a two sport athlete, you're going to have a tough decision. Yeah. Springtime. If you play a football sport or a fall sport and a spring sport, having to choose between them, but it's just a a rough time. I'm thinking about incoming college freshmen. Like they're so happy to be done with high school and they had to go through that with COVID. And now they're getting ready to play D1, D2, D3 mm-hmm. football, and now that gets pushed back too. And that for some, that's a the main reason or a big reason why you go to a school just to play sports there and then have that wiped out. I don't know what that will do for scholarships, but, yeah, just yeah. every other day it's something new. Yeah, it's crazy to think about. And you got to imagine that D2, and I don't think the NCAA has made any sort of announcement on I, D3 if they're going to have championships in the, in the the in the spring, I guess, instead of. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't hear anything about that, but I know NSIC is that D two conference. Yep. Right. They yep. they pushed it back as well okay. too. So you would imagine then that the NCAA would, if they're either going to not play, they're not going to play them in the fall probably for D two and D three. I imagine they're still going to do D one, uh, but just the logistics behind trying to test all those D two and D three players, and then having all like it's just going to be just football if they're running sports. It's going to be all of them. Yeah. Um, they just don't have the money. A lot of those schools don't have the money to test everybody. No, maybe they're banking on the fact that next spring we'll have the vaccine by then. Yeah. Or at least um, a good amount of people will have the vaccine for herd immunity. But Right. Yeah, that'll be the that'll be the day that things start to change. Yeah, so Tommy Johnny scheduled for November 7th at U.S. Bank Stadium. Pushed back. I don't know if they have a date yet, but I think it's tentatively scheduled for late April. Hmm. Um, so assuming they have the season, they're going to start in March, run it till early May. I think right now it's just conference, eight game conference schedule. Um, but that would be pretty cool if we get, if we get NFL and hopefully D one football this, um, fall and then D three in the spring, that'd be pretty awesome. That'd be awesome. Historic. If you're a player, that'd be awesome for the weather and and a fan too. You're not going there for cold night games out in the fall or late fall, early winter. You're out there and. March, April, which I guess is storm season yeah, for Minnesota, but that's true. to be playing in that weather up in Minnesota, that'd be unreal. I mean, imagine walking into U.S. Bank Stadium in late April, like a nice day in late April. Short Ooh. t-shirt, 
footballs in the air. Yeah. And I remember like the first couple fall games of high school football were just the perfect weather. Well, it was, it was yeah. like late summer or like the first couple of weeks of fall. That was just perfect. I don't know if it'd be quite that hot, but close to there and sunny and not that snow coming down. Don't have to play in snow football. That'll, right. I guess you might still have snow there, but yeah, March, <laughs> there definitely could be snow. And that was a concern from fashion. The St. John's coach, he was saying that they, they might not even have, they might not even have a field in March, hmm. you know? <laughs> so we'll see what happens, yeah. especially up there. You know, it's it's a little colder up there, and they yeah. get a little more snow, too. We'll see what happens. And, like, Moorhead and those yeah, schools way right. up north. Yeah. I mean, Duluth in, like, mid-March is cold. Like, you can't play a football game when it's that cold. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be fun to see. <laughs> I mean, I guess you can, but, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, now let's move into NBA. Our last topic, Ben Boone, here to discuss NBA, the bubble, Really, I guess they're the they're the only league that really did a bubble. NHL just started. The NHL, NHL too. Just okay. And guys. everybody right. in the NHL got tested, That's and there right. wasn't one person who had COVID. Wow. wow. Which is sweet. That's incredible. <laughs> um, yeah. And the NBA's got a pretty low test test rate right now. NBA's positive pretty good. Test rate, I right? think, uh, well, obviously guys like Westbrook and stuff had been positive, but then I think they had just tested people maybe last week or the, this weekend. Something like 300 people got tested. Yep. Two people nice. were positive. Two out of wow. yeah. I don't Very know good. if they reported who it was. But okay. I, I, it's kind of tricky, though, because you have guys like Lou Will, like we mentioned, <laughs> who are... Did you see those wings he had? Yeah, they looked really good. They looked good. pretty damn good, huh? <laughs> we got, you want to explain, explain that story a little bit? I, I didn't hear about it until Brady said uh, said something about a, him going to a strip club. I heard that he had, had to get... He went to a funeral or something. I I didn't hear too much about what happened. So (laughs) that's what I was going to say was, I don't know what his excuse was to leave. Probably Uh, It definitely wasn't. Just like if you got to go tomorrow, I have a funeral to go to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but uh, I think, gosh, who was it? It was, you know, Jack Harlow, the rapper, what's popping? Yep. He had posted a snap or an Insta story with Lou Will in the back. (laughs) Oh, come on. (laughs) That got deleted. Yeah, (laughs) narked on him. But uh, yeah. I don't know. These guys are leaving. Like Zion had left, and I think really for um, family. Yeah. yeah. So who knows? I mean, maybe these guys get sick of it, or I mean, hopefully not. But stuff happens. And I saw when they asked Lou Will, he said he he left to get the chicken nuggets or the chicken wings. I think Mm -hmm. it was. Yeah. And and there was a picture of it. It looked unreal. But yeah. Yeah. Reports that he went (laughs) to a a gentleman's club. But the thing is that uh, I, I was reading that. He's been tweeting about this chicken at this particular strip club for like 10 years about how it's the best in the world. Yeah, like, check that out. So the story kind of backs up. Yeah, it does look that's pretty good. That's the stuff from, I think it's what? Good. It's Magic City. Oh Magic City, yeah. I think yeah. that's what he God, said. Awesome. But he's been tweeting about this chicken for like 10 years about how good it is and how it's like the best in the world. And then they asked him like, what are we doing at the strip club? He's like, whoa, I love the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Johnny Manziel came out and backed him. Yeah, so. he, did. he did. Did he actually? Yeah. yeah. He, the oh, he, he, he like, tweeted back now. at him or something mm-hmm. like that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, so <laughs> that's pretty funny. Uh, what's that, What else is going on in the uh, in the NBA bubble right now? What else is the, the hot news? Not a whole lot. A lot of people are learning how to fish. Uh, I've seen that, yeah. Like our buddy Hunter Morosi. Yep. Probably go teach some tricks down there. Yep. But, M- uh, Mountain Man Hunter. Mountain <laughs> Man Hunter. Uh, but I don't know. Do you guys know Matisse, Matisse Thibel? Yep. He's yeah. a rookie on the 76ers. He, uh, he, he, set, was he the one who went to Oregon? No, Washington. Okay. I think. And uh, he had started a, a YouTube channel. And I think in four days, he gained like 
750,000 subscribers. So that he just kind of shows off like what they're eating and they're literally eating like school lunches. Like it looks like <laughs> shit. Oh, in the it, yeah. I saw that first picture. Dude, it does That's, not. Look I don't know good. who posted it that went viral. Um, but it was like all the food, it's just like in the little bag. It looked like airplane. Food. Yeah, but then exactly. yeah. But then I saw a stat on like I think it's Twitter. The NBA spent hundred and eighty million on this and you can't get like catered food for these yeah, guys. And then you see like Rajon Rondo posting Watch pictures it. of the hotel. Like Yeah, that's true. Motel six. Wait, what did he post? A picture of the hotel it. room, and he said, like, Motel 6 with a <laughs> male finger emoji, and <laughs> got in a little trouble for that one. But, I mean, these guys are so accustomed to five-star Luxury. hotels mm-hmm. and strip clubs. But then did you, see, did you see what Steven Adams came out and said? No. <laughs> he goes, this ain't Syria, mate. We're okay here. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, uh, some people have different perspective, and I guess, you know, if you're accustomed to something, you are, but... Mm-hmm. They're not living too rough down there. Yeah, they're playing basketball for tons of money. Yeah. Right, can't complain. One thing I saw is that Amir Coffee is in the bubble mm-hmm. with the Clippers. He made the roster for Did the he bubble. Good. Yeah, and he played in a game the other day, so probably about a week and a half ago when you're listening to this now, and he had six points. Nice uh, against the Magic with a win. Preseason so, game. Preseason. Are game. they still in the preseason? Have they yep, played yep, a real game? Yeah, so everyone tomorrow. Twice. The season starts Thursday. Yeah. Thursday. Okay. Uh, but yeah, tomorrow. Amir's probably playing because Lou Will's absent. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. <laughs> like, probably why. But uh, yeah, so everybody gets to play three preseason games, and then Let's they go get time. going. And they yeah. get going. And now, what is the playoff format? I call it the Zion format. Okay. So yeah, that's what I've heard. So I think so. The eight teams from each conference yep. make it. But if you're four games within the eight seed, yep. so. For example, the Pelicans, I think, are three games within the uh, the Grizzlies to make that eight seed. Yep. So if you're within four, you play a best of two series. So the nine hmm. seed would have to beat the eight seed twice or if the eight seed beats the nine seed once. So basically they're just, I feel like, giving a get chance Zion. to get yeah. Zion to go. Because <laughs> the Lakers are up. Lakers are probably going to clinch the number one seed. Are they? A Zion-LeBron first round. Everybody's going to be tuning into mm-hmm. that one. So yeah. Zion Rondo first round. It'll yeah, be and fun the, to watch. The, the key thing to look for just for the Timberwolves is the Nets are the seven seed right now in the East. Yep. I think they're up like maybe five, six games. If that pick, if they were to fall out of the lottery, yep. that pick's lottery protected until like 2022. And if we don't get that pick by 2022, it turns into two second round picks. Hmm. So that would be a. Would you prefer that? No, because I would love like the 15th, 16th pick yeah, this year yeah. in this draft. Uturu? I don't know if I'd take him that high, but. He just got invited tough. to the yeah. combine. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. That's good. Yep. Our boy. Never well, came on the show, but. Gopher's got to so start keeping these guys home. Future guest, yeah. Yeah, I mean. I know, or St. Thomas. Guy mm-hmm. who left early, went undrafted, and now he's on the Clippers in the bubble team. Amir, a guy who's going to be a first-round pick with Uturu. It's pretty good production with the past couple of seasons for Gophers basketball. Yeah. Just got to start recruiting earlier than end of their trail. Oh, yeah. I was going to say this last week. I didn't, but I don't think I did. Patino, more I think about it, maybe I did. Patino is three for 23 with four stars and up from hometown recruits with the Gophers. And he's been here since what, 16? No, before Before that. that, 12. 
Maybe yeah, he's been here wow. for a he's while. Been, okay. But to have 23 four, four stars star and above uh, only in Minnesota, some five stars, and three of them come to the Gophers, which I think was literally that one class, might have been two, um, where we had a two-roo in that one. It's ridiculous. And you see all the talent that comes out of the state with football and basketball that we talked about before. And now the Gophers are taking advantage of it with a great coach like PJ, PJ Fleck. It's Patino just can't recruit like that. Mm-hmm. 2013. Well, I remember listening to a, an interview with Fleck, and he goes, I'd much rather recruit three-star guys who want to come here and like want to get better than these guys who are four or five, star, five stars who just ego, it's all about me type stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I could see that, but how about you give them right. a reason to want to be there? What was Brad? Was Brad I think he was star? a three. I don't think he was yeah. a four. He's um, a tough nose. One other thing I was going to say about that is Kendall Brown, who is a five-star commit, who I think is number eight, eight through 10 in the country. Um, and Chet Holmgren is number one. So two mm-hmm. Minnesota guys in the top 10. Yeah. Kendall Brown went to Sunrise Christian Academy in, Academy in Kansas for his senior year, which is one of the best prep schools. And he just committed to Baylor okay. the other week. So there goes another one. Um, and that Dane Danja. Yeah. He's Baylor as he's well. He's also right? Baylor. Park Center And another guy. Minnesota four star who yeah. walked out on Patino. So now, Baylor is getting two Minnesota guys, just other places to go to create a Minnesota well, pipeline who, other than Minnesota. Who's the big guy they had this year who was a D3 Gillespie. guy? Gillespie. Yeah, uh, Freddie. Yep. Another guy who was just... Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got three of them oh, down there. Was he a Carlton? Yeah. Carlton Carlton, Carlton, Carlton yeah, D3. Transfer. And one yeah. of the coaches, Kendall Brown has connections to one of the Baylor coaches, so we'll see what happens there. Well, I'd, I'd love to see where Chet goes, because you got to think if Suggs stays one I'm more year. I'm thinking Gonzaga. Chet, that's what I'm thinking, too, and... Jeez, if, if Patino loses out on him, because Chet's dad went to Minnesota. Yeah, he did. Right? Yeah. Yep. That's why I think we have a chance. That's the only reason. But I'm, we hold, have a I'm holding on, baby. Could you imagine? Number one player huge. in the country going to the Ooh. Gophers. Well, I thought we were going to get hurt. And we got older. I thought hurt. we had a chance. For <laughs> we did get Michael We got hurt. hurt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we got hurt by that. Uh, <laughs> we ended up losing two scholarships, basically. Yeah. He's coming on next week on the pod, so we'll talk to him about that then. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Boone, who's got a chance in the NBA? Um, obviously, you're, you're LeBron guy, so pretty clear bias to this answer here. But yep. what are the you maybe four or five? How many teams have a chance? Yeah, especially other than the Lakers and Bucks, because yeah. I think that's what most people would yeah, say. Yeah, to be honest, I don't think the Bucks are coming out of the East. Ooh, Wizards <laughs> without Bradley Beal, they're getting kicked out. <laughs> Come of the on, they're getting kicked out of the bubble early. <laughs> um, no, you know who I really like is the Heat. I think. Jimmy Butler's got a bunch of guys who actually work and grind and Tyler Hero. Tyler Your Hero, boy. man, he is something. And then you know who I'm a <laughs> you know who I'm a huge fan of right now? Duncan Robinson. Yeah, Michigan, Michigan. boy. Yeah. So he's he, Sh- you know Gunter. you know his story. Uh he was a D three guy, D3 right? D three guy, yeah. came out of nowhere, yeah. went to Michigan, shot lights out, yeah. went undrafted, just like uh Kendrick Nunn, who's on the Heat too. And he's and a beast. He's an all rookie first or second team. Um but Bam Adebayo is yep. probably going to win most improved. I like them. Philly I don't like. I just think they're pretenders every single year. Um, what about Ben Simmons and his new three-pointer? He's been <laughs> he, showing it often. He's one for he's two. He's been shooting it a lot. <laughs> if you told me he was going to shoot 50% from three, don't tell me how many he's going to make <laughs> or shoot, but 50% from three, they might have a chance. Yeah, um, That's never going to happen. But realistically, in the West, comes down to Clippers and Lakers. I don't, I don't see anybody topping them. Except the Nuggets with Bull Bull. 
You and he's been him. going off. Yeah. yeah. So, so many blocks and stroking the threes. So Bull I don't Bull. know. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but I remember draft night, second round, we took Jalen Noel, the pick before we took Bull Bull. Mm-hmm. Really? I said, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> this guy's seven three, can shoot, can handle the rock. It's Timberwolves being idiots all yeah. over again. But yeah, how about them? The T Wolves trying to sell. You guys see that? Did we talk about that last week? KG. Um, no, we didn't talk about remember. that. I don't think we did. <laughs> um, I mean, it might have broke after uh, we recorded oh, last week. Did. But KG and a couple, I guess, in a group of interested owners or in, uh, investors, rather, trying to um, submit an offer to buy the Timberwolves from. Uh, What's his name? Glenn Taylor. Glenn. Yeah, Taylor. Same with Ziggy Wolf, but now yeah, Ziggy. I heard that. Well, yeah, I heard he doesn't not too interested anymore. I heard reports that they were, and then they contacted the Vikings about it, and they the Wolf family said they weren't. They didn't yeah. actually submit any sort of offer. So I don't know if there. Who was, knows? How yeah, I who knows? Is, but. but I'm not a fan of it. KG came out and said, "I want to be front office." Like, well, that'd be awesome. Why would you not? I be, think that'd be. Sweet. I would think that'd be. I'm awesome. a fan of Rosas. I believe. Yeah, I think we should keep him. Rosas here too. But if you keep Rosas here, I don't think you you can have KG in front office. Oh, what if they're yeah? If they have the same vision, which I think KG's well, vision is to win. Why don't you just take the spot of Glenn Taylor, KG? Because yeah, he wants to be president of basketball. Oh, so it, that's where it gets tricky. Well, the thing that I think is nobody wants to play basketball for the Timberwolves, and I don't blame them. Yeah, if you have KG up in the front office, who's for damn sure going to be a players' coach, right? And changes the culture of Minnesota mm-hmm. basketball from boring and oh, we got Jimmy Butler, that's crazy for us. Then one year and he's out. Yeah. yeah. Change has got to come. And this is way overdue, but I was going to say this when we were talking about Duncan Robinson. Is he has the same uh, syndrome as Richard Patino and that he has, he, they both look like, like they have a runny nose all the time. <laughs> <laughs> they look like they need a Kleenex, just snot drooling out of them. There's never snot on their nose. They just, just got, always look like nose. they have a runny nose. Yeah. You can, can look, that. you can fact check me. Prove me wrong, anybody. Yeah, yeah I'll do that right now. <laughs> Zach's hot on the case. I think the biggest thing with KG would be with cat and just kind of mm. kind of turning from that soft mentality. Yeah. I, I don't know if you and guys, KG would be I the think guy to do it. He would yeah. holler at him. He'd scream, get after him, do whatever you got to do. But cat's got a cat's not the best player on a championship team. I don't yeah. know how you guys feel about that, but I just, I don't see. I, don't, I, think I wouldn't right even now, know for but, the wolves. Yeah. 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 We, can't, we can't get past the cat. We get swept <laughs> by the Rockets. Cat's yeah. not the best player on a first round win team. Right. Like, you need yeah. more than that, yeah. but but I think it I, I think it's really exciting if KG buys the team and they get obviously he doesn't have enough money to buy it by himself, but you know an ownership group together that's KG's the face of that's pretty exciting from a culture standpoint. You know you see what PJ Flex done with Minnesota, you get the right culture, you're gonna start getting the right people, and Rosas has done that. You know he's gotten some free agents that we would never get in the past, and he might even get Booker, uh, which I think we'll talk about in just a minute. I mean if that happens. Then you know, then I am really like, oh, do we want to keep Rosas? And maybe KG is thinking the same thing. If that happens, well, you make your franchise player happy by yeah. bringing his best friend in, and right. then obviously with the rumors of Booker, and if you like, if you could play with your two best friends in the mm-hmm. world, and well, I don't know if probably. they're best friends in the world. Like, are they the two best? Two are they best. Boone, you would know. Tell us. Yeah, if, tell us. Are they if, best friends? If you could work with your two best friends at your job, who are at the same company with you, you'd want to do it for sure. If they're good at their job, yeah. They are very good at their <laughs> job. <laughs> Did you guys work together or something? <laughs> I want to call us best that's friends. What, that's so. what I'm saying. If you're good at your job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if we, I don't know. 
So if we did get Booker, does that mean D'Lo is automatically out? What do you mean? No, I think that means we get all three of them. We get all three. three. Yeah. yeah. And then they're, just all have like they're all buddies. A couple hundred thousand for the rest of the team. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So you'd have a lot of rookie contracts, I'd imagine. Um, Nas Reed's on like a three year, like and $3 million dollar contract. Definitely good enough to be a starter. Um, I What I've kind of seen for trades would be you'd have to attach James Johnson's. He's got a player option for like 16 and a half. Um, you definitely have to part with Culver, who I'd be happy to part with. I think Culver. I, I'm not a huge fan of him. The one where it gets a little tricky is, do you keep Okogie or do you keep Beasley? And I think most Okogie. people most people would say Okogie. Beasley's contract would help reach that contract a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Zach goes, we have Beasley. You're probably thinking of Michael, Michael Beasley. Beasley no, yeah. Malik, I wish, Malik I Beasley. wish we had oh, Michael yeah, Beasley like, oh still. <laughs> I've been seeing videos of him like hooping at like LA Fitness. And yeah. He looks unreal. <laughs> They're saying he's like, going ready. against NBA players. Yeah. So looking unreal. Well, that's that's like Carmelo <laughs> playing at that that LA Fitness. Yeah, or not LA Fitness. Uh, the Lifetime. Like lifetime. The Sky, the sky Lifetime. Yeah. And uh, he... I mean, he always looks great, and then it's you know it goes into the league and averages twelve <laughs> points or whatever. But have you seen Mello in the bubble? Yeah, they're calling him Skinny Mello. He's always Is got he? a nickname. He's he hoodie Mello. Yeah. Oh yeah. Skinny Mello. Oh. Probably lost. Probably lost uh, twenty pounds, I'd guess. Probably been wearing his hoodie Zach, too much. Zach's on it. <laughs> you looking up Skinny Mello? Um, okay, so what were your teams? You said, can you list them off again that you think have a chance of winning? So you said? Lakers, Clippers. Lakers, Clippers out of the West. Yep. Out of the East, you have Heat, maybe. Heat, maybe Philly. Maybe Philly, but not the Bucks. You're for sure out on the Bucks. Well, if Giannis takes a step, I just don't know <laughs> Which if Which includes what? Shooting? Just leading a team to the finals. I mean, you've seen young players like LeBron lead teams to the finals <laughs> before. Uh, in 07 when he was, what, like 23? What about Toronto? Big fan of Toronto because I think Nick Nurse is one of the best coaches in the NBA. Siakam mm-hmm. gets better every year. Yeah. Um, and Lowry's clutching the They playoffs. obviously have that championship experience. So yeah. Lowry's a great point guard. Uh, Van Vliet off the bench. Marcus Gasol, Ibaka, like those guys can go. The one thing about them is, the one thing about every team is, you're not playing at home in front of your fans. You might have, like, Toronto's phenomenal at home, but when you're in the bubble and you have these fans on, like, Skype or Zoom <laughs> or whatever, have you seen it? Yeah. It, yeah. it, it looks like shit. It looks terrible, but uh, it, it you don't get the same feel. You don't have Drake yelling on the sideline, massaging nurses' and the shoulders. Other dude, the, with the hijab. Yep. I forget his name. Yeah, he's, like, their super fan. Yeah. But it, it's going to be... It's already weird in the scrimmages. It's going to be weird when we get to like the finals, mm-hmm. and you don't really have home court advantage. I mean, I guess they'll funnel sound in, but yeah. I don't. I noticed that for the MLB, like yeah. they're doing a really good job. I think they of funneling sound and with the crowd noise. And I don't know if I was just hearing this or if it was a dream, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure they had like nature noise too. Really? Like. I wonder, like, like a plane flying or something? No, like, <laughs> so maybe this isn't real, but like <laughs> winds and like birds, like wind yeah, and birds and just be. something you'd have on a normal day. Could be. Oh, one of the funniest things I heard, I was watching, I think it was, may have been the Twins or I was just being a degenerate gambler betting on some random <laughs> game. I'm, I'm one for one. 
I wish I was that percent, but uh, they did a pickoff and, and they didn't get them. And the team who was supposed to be at home was doing the pickoff and they funneled this crowd sound in a booze going. Oh, That's awesome. <laughs> oh and uh, it was so yeah, funny. funny. That reminds me, I was watching the news tonight before this, so this past Tuesday, and this is before the home opener, so they were talking about it, that they have pre-recorded like audio clips from fans for each scenario. So if I'm, we don't know yet because they haven't had their home opener yet by the time we're recording it. They just started about yeah. now. But I don't know if it's going to be for like a single or a double or a home run or like a Max Kepler home run where they show the fan on the scoreboard like reacting to it. So saying like, I don't know, like Kepler, you're a beast, good home run <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> but it's like specific to the play that actually happens, yeah. which will be pretty cool. That's sweet. Did you see the uh, – the cutouts of the fans behind yes. like home play. I think it of it, the twins legends. It, no, there's that's just, what they're doing for the twins, mm. at least for tonight's game. Okay. But when we were in Chicago, they just had fans kind of up and down shot rack up and down first and third. And I think it looks good. It's kind of comical how it yeah. looks. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I thought, it's but it looks a lot better than empty yeah. seats yeah. for sure. Yeah. It was yeah, funny. I don't know if we talked about it. The uh, last podcast, but I think it was somebody on the Reds who they're going to ask, like, how are you preparing to play for this? I don't know if it was the Reds or something. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but like, oh. we already play with no fans or like very little. Fans, <laughs> oh, so this yeah, is I saw much that. Of a difference. Yeah, yeah they, they were like, uh, is that the Reds? Some, yeah, they were like, the Reds have an unfair advantage. One of the man, uh, I don't know who's saying they were making fun. Like, the Reds already have an unfair advantage. They already play with no one in the stands or whatever, <laughs> something like that. And that's pretty funny. Yeah. I wonder how they're doing. Yeah. Um, twins are tied up top of the second. What is it? Hell no. Zero, zero. No, no. All right. Let's get into, we got a little bit of time for you guys get a bounce here. Let's get into our Mount Rushmore of Minnesota Vikings since 2000. Everyone got their list. Um, Briel, you're ready to go. I'm ready to go. You got a list, Boone, as well. Got a list. So we'll do, we'll start with Briel. We'll go around the table. You want to come to me last? I've sure. got three of the four right now. <laughs> What do you mean? He's got to think oh, of the Oh, you got to think of Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. But are we doing it so you can't take somebody else's? Or? For sure. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Ooh, that so are we going around so first with one person? Yeah. I think that'll be Let's fair. That. Yeah. I, I don't want to take everyone's right No, you're back. not going to get four in a row. Yeah, Wait, so, so he's so. saying four. No, he's saying one. Okay. I'm saying one. We can't, otherwise, I thought you had to think of a new No, no. So we'll go around one person each and then make the second round and no repeats. Okay. Yep. Whoa. All right, I'll be tough. Um, I got to. I'm gonna write them down. All right, go ahead. Okay, I um, I got two, three. Okay, you got one. You got one. Just gotta say one. Yeah, I'll just get one. one uh, let's just you know start it off, make your lives easier. At AP, AP. Okay, Not good bad. first pick. Um, so now I'm up. BG, you want to go last? Sure. Yeah, I guess it doesn't yours? matter. It, yeah, it doesn't matter for this round. I, I'll go. This okay. Go ahead. The board. So I think AP was should be number one. And then I think number two of the people should be Randy Moss. Yep. Good pick. Good pick. Mine, not, mine might not be number three necessarily, but this I think is a hard one to argue. At center, Matt Burke. Ooh. Nice. I don't know if I'd pick him that early, but I like that pick. I like that pick. I'm going to go with, let's see who got taken off my list here. Okay, yeah, my top two were... AP, Moss, both gone. Yep. My next one was, this is similar to the Burke pick, um, but I actually think he was better than Burke, Steve Hutchinson. Mm. Good pick. Neighbor. 
Yep. Pro Hall of Famer now. Uh, this is like fantasy football, almost in a sense where I just got like butterflies. My guy's still on the board here. Uh, <laughs> Brett Favre. I think Brett he's, Favre. he's the man. He's the man. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, no, I was thinking about doing that, but yeah. just the longevity of his career right. with the Vikings. Yeah. Um, and he only had one good year. 2010, yeah. they went yeah. like six and 10. If, 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 he won the, the if he won the Super Bowl for us, for sure, yeah. I would put him on yeah. Mount Rushmore for the Vikes. Yeah, but he did have to play outside at TCF Bank, so and he did he had to play against a bounty as well. Yeah, yeah, but he also did throw across his body. <laughs> so, yes, we will never forget. Never. Um, okay, Brett Favre, BG, second pick. So, yep, and this guy was number three for me. Might be a questionable number three, but he's still on the board. I'm going with Antoine Winfield, senior. Great mm. pick. Played for the Vikes, 2004 to 2012. Yeah, so nine seasons. Had just over a thousand combined tackles at a cornerback. He's one of the best tackling cornerbacks in the history of the NFL. Yeah, hitting us with the stats. Um, and they'd great. say that every single broadcast, like one of the best tackling cornerbacks ever, <laughs> pound for pound tackler. Unreal. Yeah, and like, his he, son is doing good things for yeah. the Gophers program too, or did good things for the Gophers program. Yeah, it's like, you know, kids, if you're a fo- if you play football, watch how Antoine Winfield tackles. That was just a staple of the Sunday broadcast, and it was so true. Yeah. All right, Boone. I expect. All right. This so one Burke was your first. Yep. Go ahead. So we're hitting them with the stats. Surely. 23 career interceptions. Four of them returned for touchdowns. Harrison Smith. Probably the hard hitting, hardest hitting safety. Darren Sharper. Besides Darren <laughs> Sharper. Five time Pro Bowler. Number 22, Deuce Deuce. Harrison Smith. Deuce Deuce. Yeah, can't Good go wrong pack. with that. Yeah. Good pick. The heartbreak kid, as his nickname says, I'm pro football reference. <laughs> um, I don't have any stats for this one like Boone just had right there. Um, but my next pick here, I'm going to go with Dante Culpepper. Nice. Um, I just remember him when I was just a young pup just chucking bombs to Moss. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. He was electric. Yeah, let me And then he had a knee injury or whatever. Score. I think it was 2005, like oh, 99 to 2005 or something like that. But he was, yeah, he was really good. Then he got hurt and never really came back the same. But for a while there, we had, you know, pretty prolific offense. Zach, if you if you got one, go yep. ahead. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how the committee is going to um, respond to this one. 99 to 05, you're exactly right. Nice. I don't know how the committee is going to respond to this one. Um, I feel like you can't. One in without the other. Uh, oh, so I'm going to go the, uh, <laughs> the Williams wall. I, I don't have any stats on them besides they're both probably pushing four bills. And uh, they were just a staple. At our, you're taking uh, them both? I, I was like literally going to do the same thing with both of them next. Okay, Williams wall. I like it. You get them both. Two for. All right, BG. Last one. I'm really on the spot right now. The only person I can think of is Chris Cluey. I, I don't know <laughs> if, he's, if he makes Rushmore. Uh, let's see. Nope. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to go position from position. Yeah, wide receiver. Who else did we have? I don't well, think the one who so the debate here would be Chris Carter. Do you put him on that there? Was he mine. only played two thousand, two thousand one. So I don't think I would. So only Just two years in the, since two thousand. If that's our criteria. Okay, I'll go. Um, because he had a long career with the Vikings, and. He's a good guy. Chad Greenway. 
Chad. Yeah, and he was a really good linebacker for us his whole career, even yeah. when he played into his mid thirties, upper thirties, whatever he did. And he was one of the best linebackers in his prime. So yeah, Mr. raised Green, in South I, Dakota, I think. Went to yep. Iowa. Basically lived in Minnesota his whole life. Played nine man football in yeah. South Dakota. Great oh. Duck Vodka or something like that. Great is it Great Duck? Is that Great Duck who made that? Yep, yeah, Great Duck Vodka. Or he's he, part of it at least. He talked. He talked to us for a football carp up. I remember for what was that a football? Super nice guy. He's another neighbor of mine who lives like a minute away. Did he bring vodka? Yeah, we, that's why we lost. Oh, <laughs> we drank it before the game. <laughs> shoot. Uh, okay, Boone, third pick. All right. We're, okay. So this is kind of like a future prediction. Okay. Daniil Hunter. Ooh, Ooh okay. I don't even know if that's – that's a. I like that pick. I would have never even considered him um, just because he's still playing and so young. But we'll allow it, I guess. He has the potential. <laughs> yeah, I would yeah, say so. I mean, banking on the potential here. I would say so. All right, I'll go with another pick. I'm taking all the old timers. This is Mister Irrelevant, right? Last pick. Uh, no, we got one more. Do we? That was my. That was only three. Third, I think. Because he took two. Did we do three? I think no, we did. I did, yeah, I did he four. went Williams Wall. He, took, he, <laughs> he still has. Oh, <laughs> wait, are we, are we counting the Williams Wall as two? No, no, no you're two. right. I think we're counting the Williams Wall as one. Oh, we yeah, still have yep. one more pick. Okay. You're right, you're, we are one, everyone has one more pick after this. Okay, I'm taking Jared Allen. Cool. Oh, oh yeah. damn! That, that was a steal. Yeah, yeah that was that a was late round steal. He was number let's see one, two, three, four. He was six on my big board, so that's that's fine. There. That's pretty good. Jared Allen, um, Zachary, last pick on this one. Um, and I was thinking about it a lot. We've had it's almost bittersweet this ending with with us this this past year here. Um, but the the memories he gave gave to us that you know it was two years ago. Uh, something I'll never forget. It was probably the Greatest <laughs> sports memory of my life, uh, watching the Minneapolis Miracle. Um, yep. I've never seen anything like that. I, I would have nice. voted him for president afterwards. <laughs> I mean, you know, when he looked at the crowd, takes his helmet off. Yeah, at the, awesome. yeah, Right at the bench. I was, oh my gosh, it just gives me goosebumps. So uh, let's go Case Keenum. No, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, let's go uh, Stefan Diggs there. <laughs> there <we> <laughs> uh, yeah, and what the gesture he did to Sean Payton after the game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, when he and Amazing. Kamara were doing like the choking stuff, it was yep. just... He deserved it. Bittersweet for them. Absolutely. So it's karma right there. All right. Um, let's see. This gets tough because, you know, we, we've we already taken a lot of the good players. And I didn't I think somebody was going to take the both of the Williams, too. That was kind of BS that, <laughs> that you took both. Yeah, all my big all my big boards gone. I gotta find one more here. Boone, you got your pick? I know my pick. Okay. Skip me. Alright, coming back to BG. Boone. Alright. It's a little outside the box type pick. Not a player, but Mike Zimmer. Ooh. Okay. Just signed a new contract. I'm feeling it here coming soon. A Super Bowl to Minnesota. Nice. Mike Zimmer. I like it. I like it a lot. All right, I'm going to go Chris Carter. I know it's kind of controversial, but I feel like he has to be on there. He was obviously only played till 2001, but probably the greatest hands of all time. The dude was just a legend. We would go like months and even years sometimes without dropping a football. Just incredible. So that's my fourth pick, Chris Carter. So BG, final spot. Have you thought of anybody? You ha- you're not I've looking up anything. You're just thinking off the top of your dome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if I'm, I'm looking into the distance trying to come up with something. Uh, there's a lot that have coming off my head, like Cordero just for the returns. Yep. 
Marcus um, Sherrill's for being with the team a lot and being good, but I don't think they belong like, up there. Yeah, we think. I also thought EJ Henderson, maybe. Yeah. He had a great career for the Vikes. Uh, Ray Edwards was around for a while. Everson? Yeah. I don't know if you'd put Everson up there. Everson? Yeah, Hopefully, we should, hey, don't be don't be mean to Everson. We need to get him back. <laughs> we do. We still need him back. He hasn't. Well, yeah, either us or the pack. Yeah, is what it sounds like. like. Probably have some cash. To yeah, we got a little cash to sign back. Him. I mean, we're gonna need to sign somebody now. Well, Seattle just got uh, Adams from the Jets, so that was kind yeah. of our competition. Was, yeah. Oh, Jamal. Yeah. yeah, he was thinking about yeah. going to Seattle. Hopefully not. Um, okay, I'll go. Out here. I don't know. This might be not the best one. But I was thinking Darren Sharper, when he was on the Vikes, he had a couple controversial pick. Yeah, very. Definitely controversial. Do not support him outside of football, that's for sure, or with the Saints. But he, when he was on the Vikings, he played great. I think he yeah. was – He was, I looked him up yesterday. He. I thought he was with us longer than he actually was. I think he played for the Vikes for like five seasons or something like that. Yep. And he was one of the best safeties in the league. So I guess I'll go with him. Dan Chapa. Cool. That rounds out our Mount Rushmore. Andy's going to put a graphic up on the internet. Um, so if you think we Fancy. missed somebody or if you, you know, don't like any of our picks, let us know, uh, especially BGs. That last <laughs> pick was, <laughs> yeah. was rough. Um, okay, I don't have anything else I don't, on here, I don't think. Um, let's see. Yeah, I got nothing, fellas. One guy we may have left off. Who? Jimmy Klein saucer. Klein I was saucer. thinking about him too. I was. Oh, the sauce. Yeah. <laughs> Great little I was thinking receiving. You could have even gone long well. He was pretty good. Yep. Um, need to put our kicker on that one. Blair Walsh until he Blair missed the 27 yard field goal. Yeah, Blair, Blair, season, Blair Walsh. Yeah. yeah. Five of five from 50 plus, I think it was, or maybe even more than five of five. Going off of that, Xavier Rhodes, first two seasons in the league or yep. however it was. Rhodes when he got closed. paid. And when he played. When he got paid and played. Yeah. Shut down Odell. Yeah. Joe Webb in like one quarter of like <laughs> the, week 14. Yeah. Against the Bears. Har- yeah. Harvin had a couple good stretches there. But yeah. Who did? Harvin. Yeah. Percy. Oh, yeah, Percy. Percy. I totally forgot. Percy. Percy. I had thought about Percy. Yeah. That would have been a good pick. So it ended yeah. up really being like the top 16 Vikings. Because <laughs> we each picked four. The big Mount Rushmore. Yeah. The top 16 Vikings. Of, who, who do you – so we, we can all agree. Maybe we can agree to disagree. But who do we think is that top the four? Top, you know, top collectively. Um, let's go back to the picks here. Of all I think time or since 2000. 2000. So what I we, think one what, has to, mm. APs. I think AP is one. I was thinking him or Moss. Because Moss did Moss win MVP? Long career. Moss might have won it. Well, he, he had that crazy year in 98. And so if we're doing yeah. 2000, he had that like, it was that, well, until he went to the Patriots, it was the best uh, offensive uh, offensive year for any team ever in the right. NFL history that 98. And then he went 07 Patriots. Um, but yeah, I would say AP for for number one. Yeah, yeah. Now that you say that, I'd say AP yeah. too. So what we picked was AP, Randy, Matt Burke, Steve Hutchinson was our. Top <laughs> <one>. <laughs> That's a pretty weird. All right, so that Whoa. Burke that Burke pick was probably a little premature, but <laughs> I say. Awesome. I was think, just trying to think outside the box. I thought we were just doing one round, so I was doing like no, my no. guy, but <laughs> Matt Burke, my guy. <laughs> I think it realistically should go like AP. Randy, then like Antoine maybe, and then Steve Hutchinson. I think Jared Allen might belong up there too. Over Harry? Over Harry. Yeah. At least for me. Really? Yeah. You're an O-line guy. (laughs) 
<laughs> furthest thing from <laughs> clearly we are going yeah matt burke and steve Hutchinson. yeah big o-line guys i had all the old guys nobody from the last 15 years really Williams Wall. That was a, that was a great, great pick. Great pick. Thank great you. pick. Appreciate that. I, felt yeah. I had a good pick with Allen in the third round. That was mm-hmm. a, that was a steal of the draft right there. I do yeah. not. Yeah, I forgot. He might be top. I forgot about Allen. He he might. You he know might the things be. he did. He yeah. was unbelievable. I, I think I think Allen is a pretty strong like shoe in for three yeah. Yeah. for me, and then four is the debate. Yeah. If it's Winfield, if it's Cole Pepper too. I mean he he's got to be up there as well. Yeah. Alrighty. Um, that'll do it for this week. We have Sam Thorson interviewing him later this week. It'll be out next Tuesday. Um, professional baseball pitcher. So I think Brielle and I are going to do that interview and it's going to be electric. So I'm excited. First interview yeah. here on the podcast. It's, it'll be good. <laughs> yeah. So look forward to that next week. Hopefully the twins keep hitting homers, keep hitting bombs and we'll recap it all uh, next Tuesday. See you guys then. Do you hear me? I'm talking to you. Across the water, across the deep blue ocean, under the open sky, oh my, and baby I'm trying. Boy, I hear you in my dreams, I feel you whisper across the sea, I keep you with me in my heart, you make it easier when life gets hard. I'm lucky I'm in love with my best friend. I'm lucky to have been where I have been. Lucky to be coming home again. Ooh. They don't know how long it takes. Waiting for waiting love for like love this. like this. Every time we, we say, say goodbye, goodbye. I wish we had one more kiss. I'll wait for you. I promise you, I will. I'm lucky I'm in love with my best friend. Lucky to have been where I have been. Lucky to be coming home again. Lucky we're in love in every way Lucky to have stayed where we have stayed Lucky to be coming home someday So I'm sailing through the sea To an island where we'll meet You'll feel the music, feel the air I put a flower in your hair Through the breezes through the trees, <laughs> so pretty. You're all I see. And as the world keeps spinning round, you hold me right, right here, here, right now. Lucky I'm in love with my best friend. Lucky to have been where I have been. Lucky to be coming home again. I'm lucky we're in love in every way. Lucky to have stayed where we have stayed. Lucky to be coming home someday. Ooh.